Welcome to our campaign, set in the galvanizing world of Electroval. Join us for an adventure full of noir intrigue and electrifying spectacle. See the description below for ways that you can stay informed on the latest episode of the series, as well as any other content featured on Dice Carnival. This episode of Dice Carnival is sponsored by C4 Labs, proud vendors of free shipping in the United States. Now available is the Hugo Dice Tray with the utility of compartments for all of your dice, plus the flaming pizzazz of the man himself. Additionally, at checkout, you can type in Dice Carnival with no spaces or caps to get 10% off your whole order. So if you want to support your local musician or just find great products for your D&D games, head to c4labs.com. Be sure to follow us wherever you listen to podcasts and leave a good rating if you enjoy the episode. Without further ado, let's begin! Jumping right back into it, where we left off last time, our band of heroes inserted themselves into a high-stakes pursuit through the merchant or the royal plaza of Electroval. After an individual that Skye recognizes from her dream, bestowed upon her by her malevolent mother. As we left off, uh, both Hugo and Sky had managed to apprehend, uh, what's, what's the word I'm looking for? Acquisition the air taxi, the aero cab. Commandeered. Hugo and Sky managed to commandeer a Sky taxi from a goblin named Birch, who is now uh, in the process of uh, telling Sky to fuck off in tandem with her and is currently in the process of opening some lockbox in the back area where he is locked. All of you are essentially in, in your own complicated situation. Soup, you're currently hoarse and somewhat damaged um, as you are chasing the two taxis from the ground. Yenden, you stumbled across a pair of velvet blue officers who had apparently been pursuing you for some time with a warrant out for your arrest. When they told you not to resist, that other forces were nearby, that running would be fruitless. You decided that you didn't have time for that, and you ran in anyway. So, jumping right back into it, let's go ahead and join in with Gyandon. Now Gyandon, as you have been twisting and turning uh, through the small parts of the Merchant Plaza, I imagine you have been making your way towards the direction of the Ferris Wheel. Big guiding open area, you imagine that would at least give you the most, the least chance of coming to a dead-end alley. Correct? Yeah. Or did you want to try to run inside the archive? Um... <clears throat> oh, I could run inside the archive. You know, I'll run inside the I will the say, archive. though, that there, there is a... The archive, it's, it's big, but it's not that big. And it does not have that many exits. So if you want to try to fortify yourself in there, try to seek alleys, that is a possibility. But if what you want to do is just to escape, um, yeah. I think I will go try and seek allies because I know Scoop's still in there again, right? Scoop is not in there. He left. Oh, Scoop left. Okay. Yeah. Um, dang. You try to look for Scoop. I could try to look for Scoop. I'll go. He didn't look leave for that Sco only. He left only a few minutes before you did. Yeah, I will try looking for Scoop. Let <laughs> me a perception check. Okay. 
Come on. Ugh! Stop giving me terrible perceptions. I got a four. It's not even worth the pendant. The only things that you do notice is that you see kind of coming out of a few different locations. You see coming out of the actual archive of Etrix itself. Uh, you see that there is a gnomish officer uh, wearing like actual velvet blue outfits rather than like the disguised trench coat. And you see that they are kind of like stepping out of there and holding sentry at the front of the uh, door looking straight at you in the distance but not pursuing. You see that there is also coming out of uh, an alleyway to your left uh, two more officers. In fact, one officer you don't recognize. There is a kind of... I'd say kind of a... Uh, I'm gonna say a human female uh, with very bright red hair and a ponytail, kind of mostly tucked underneath her cap. And you see standing there wearing a more senior attire is a woman that you do recognize. Captain Ulyssa Umbreth. The woman who interrogated you after oh. that fateful night. And you see like she just stands there and she looks at you for a moment as like you are turning your head, locking eyes with her. And you see like the other officer, the female with the red hair, she starts like speaking onto their Aethertech communication device. And you see her eyes just look at you with a hatred. What you don't get the feeling through. that she recognizes you as Gyndon. But it's like she, there's a sense of very strong recognition. Oh, no. And you see her kind of speak. You can just barely maybe catch a little bit of it. Get reinforcements. This one's mine. Oh, gosh. Oh, no. All right, then. But you do not see anyone helpful. Okay. If anything, you just find yourself running closer and closer to that big open exit area. All right. All right. As that is happening... We cut back to Hugo and Sky. As you are now piloting your way, you see that the uh, the air cab in front of you, about 60 feet ahead of you, is now drifting inside and begin to zigzag between carriages pulled by a mixture of living livestock and undead livestock. Uh, you see, like there's like actually a calavera pulling uh, like a like a skeleton man who is driving a pair of skeletal horses. Dressed all dapper. Even the horses have little bow ties. And as you see that's happening, it's like literally like you're in a tunnel and there is traffic going each direction and cutting between the traffic are the is the one blimp and soon the other one. Are you still piloting towards the tunnel? Yeah, I think yeah. I am. <laughs> now the you of you are piloting the rust bucket down below as you see the figure open up the latched box in the back. Plot twist is just like a laser rifle. It's not a laser rifle, but it is a gun. And you see that this goblin pulls out a shotgun. And you see that he begins sort of piling around and starts jamming in cartridges to the back of it. Uh, Thunderstone cartridges. Make Falthrax knock him out. <laughs> I'm not killing him. No, knock him out. <laughs> he has to spend his round getting it out now and, and, and putting the cartridges in. But I leave it to the two of you. Yeah, you're having this conversation. You knock him out if you want it so badly. Do you want to get a shot in the back of the head? To you? I have to drive this thing. Okay, just tell Falthrax to make him unconscious. Not to harm him, just to make him unconscious. Can you do that? Can you ask him? Can you do that? You wish me to show restraint for such a pitiful being. Of course. 
He gave me this knowledge. Bad flag, this thing. That reaffirms my point. What purpose does he serve now? He doesn't need to serve any purpose for me. He's got purposes elsewhere. I find that dubious. But who am I, your humble servant, to question your wisdom? He may come in here. I will see that his brain is only partially melted. No, no melting. No melting. Just... <laughs> My utilities are somewhat limited. If you wish me to harm him, I must do so through psychic intrusion. Okay. New plan. But I will show restraint. Okay. That is what you require. New plan. I'll just knock him out. I'll just knock him out. I'll just knock him out. I got it. I'll cast Unseen Servant and have, him ta have the servant take the shotgun away. What's the strength of the Unseen Servant? Uh, strength of two. <laughs> strength contest. Wait, wait. I'll have it take the ammo away. Well, he's already got like one cartridge put in, and he's like fumbling for the other one. You could try to grab it away, but mm, maybe that's not the best plan. If I'm gonna tell you, no matter what, even if it picks up the cartridge, you'd still be wrestling with the thing to get it back. Okay. So if you want to, you could summon it back there now. Nah. Let's, okay. I mean, let's you don't know how strong this, this dude is. Let's park this thing so we don't have to, f so we don't crash it in the tunnel. Oh, you're parking it? You're not going to try to drive it through the tunnel? Wait, do we have time to park it? <laughs> I don't think I mean, we you have could time try to, to um, get shot. You could just try to drive it into the ground and no. try not to do it too quickly. All right. Sky, you handle this. I got the driving. Okay. Um, I'm going to... Can I can I reach him at all? Because I mean, the the grate is up, right? The grate is up. The only room you have is maybe like a a a twelfth by like four slit that's used to like pass coin in between. Okay. Um. So I have a hammer. I'm I'm gonna reach back there with the hammer and try to hit him with it. This this is a little bit too big of a cabinet. Like it's an open floor space within. He's okay. not within five feet of you. I'd say he's technically five, ten feet away. Oh, Do a range attack. You could throw the like hammer in a car seat. No, this is like a big cabin area. I said that you could get like six or seven people in here. Okay, okay, okay. Um, Thor. It's like plan. a bus. It's new like plan. a bus. It's like a Volkswagen. I did not realize that. I thought it was like the back seat of a car. Okay. No, no, that's fair. That's fair. New plan. I'm gonna take the. I'm gonna take rope and put the the grate down and just try to throw the rope around him and just I don't know. You're going to take the grate down, you're going to charge him and try to restrain him? Yeah. Okay, so as you begin, like, seeing that he has a gun? Yeah. Well, you just, like, oh no, and you, you throw open the latch. I'll say that's a bonus action for you. Hmm? Okay. And you're going you're gonna to try to, you're going to try to pin him down and try to restrain him with the rope? Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm going to try to do. Go ahead and roll me an athletics check. I want to roll a dex check for this goblin. Hell yeah. 20 plus... Two, 22. Dice are all or nothing today. Uh, hmm. I really rolled, he rolled. He rolled an acrobatics check. I rolled a natural one. <laughs> <laughs> so, Sky, I'm going to give you agency to tell me what exactly you want to do because uh, because with with this goblin and his his weapons. Okay. And so, his coffee machine. Not the coffee oh. machine. Perfect. So, 
what I'm gonna do is just gonna... just open the latch, throw the coffee machine out the bottom, make him watch. No, no, I have, oh. nothing, I have nothing against this poor guy. Um, okay, I'm going to try. I just say you have the option, and I will not stop you Don't if you decide to. Her mouth. I'm I'm going yeah. to try to hurt him as little and as non permanently as possible. I'm gonna yank the gun out of his hands, and I'm gonna just throw it into like the front. And you then, just toss it to Hugo? Yes, I'm just gonna toss it into the front. Hugo, and you then, have a loaded shotgun. Dude, <laughs> the taxi in front of you. And and then I'm gonna just I'm gonna Like listen, I know that up, Sky If I'm yeah. if I'm not incorrect, he's quite a bit smaller than me, physically, right? Yeah, no, no he's a small so creature. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna tie him up with the rope with so, his hands. So you like back. run up there, I'm gonna say like you grab the gun and you jam the butt of it against his temple and that like knocks him stable to zero hit points. No, 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 no. I don't, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to hurt him. I don't want to kill him. I just want to tie him. Oh, you just kind of like, okay, so like maybe like you you pin him to the ground and he's like lost. I don't want to give the poor guy a concussion. That can give you brain damage. Yeah, yeah. I'll 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 say that he's already got brain damage uh, after Hugo. Oh. Um, I don't want to give him. As you pin this dude, as you knock this dude to the ground, um, quite softly as he lands on the oriental rug curled up in the corner, his head gently leans against the padded uh, flooring. Uh, as his hands stumble for the shotgun, you pick it up with your foot and kick it to Hugo, who catches the gun in midair. And then before he even knows what to do, you have already tied up both of his hands in front of him. And okay. he does not look like he's in a position to resist. Um, I, I would also right. like to tell him All right, that but please, I'm... whatever you do, just don't hurt my coffee machine. <laughs> okay, okay, we won't hurt the coffee machine. Oh thank, you. oh, thank you for your mercy. Oh, and you see tears are running down his face. Also, I'm sorry I told you to fuck off. I didn't mean it. I didn't mean it either. I was just scared. Okay. Oh. Okay, just just stay there. We won't hurt you. All right. So you just kind of like talk him into the corner of the floor of this cab? Yeah. Hugo, <laughs> well, it... you have one hand on the wheel, one hand on a shotgun. That is a little too big for you. You're welcome. You're welcome, Hugo. <laughs> I've never felt more like a redneck, and it's not even in real life. Don't you mean you've never felt cooler? <laughs> you know what? Good point. Yeah. I like how we just keep cutting to the two of them in the front of the seat having, like, a podcast of their own. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hi, this is a blimp talk with uh, Hugo and Sky. Um, Today we'll be... You got listening. a gun? I mean, I mean, like, talk about... You know, I know Sky was sitting in, in, in the right seat, in the passenger seat, but talk about uh, calling shotgun. <laughs> <laughs> speaking of speaking speaking of chaos soup. Um, ah, horse! You are actively running down along the flagstones towards the two of these blimps as they are actively being piloted down. Scott, Hugo, we actually haven't done your thing. Uh, what, what were you trying to do? What, was what are you trying to do with the blimp? Are you trying to drive it into the tunnel or park it? I think I'm gonna. I think I'll probably have to drive it through the tunnel. I'm good with you doing that. I just want you to know that you don't have to do any of this. Yes, parking it was my idea of de-escalating the situation with Birch. Um, but there's no faster option through this tunnel, it would seem, even if it causes some destruction. You know, because you know nothing like uh, flying a helicopter through an underpass. Uh -huh. um, as you begin, sometimes. Yeah. I need you to go ahead and roll me. This is going to be a dexterity check. Add your proficiency. This is going to to measure your piloting skills. Can I roll with advantage? 
Uh, wait, did it add? Okay, no. It didn't no add it's just a check. That's a six. So what happens here? Uh, Boop, what's your position right now? Hugo, what's your position? Soup, what's your position? My position is six. My position is eight. I'm going to say both of your positions become seven. Oh! <laughs> As Soup manages to run a lid ahead, and in the process of, like, going down, you suddenly see a horse at the last minute clamp against your windshield and send glass flying inwards. <laughs> um, How did we hit a horse? I witty to the tune of, it's not common. But hopefully you understand me. Hugo, get on! Not nah, Soup, you just, you, uh, well, what happens here, you, you, you impact towards it. I want you to roll me a deck save, Soup. 18! 18. Why could been for the tunnel? So what happens is, like, all of you, um, take Hugo and Sky. Oh no, I might not be a horse anymore. Both of you take six points of slashing damage. Or piercing damage as shards of glass go flying in here. And now there are horse hooves inside of there. Soup, I'm going to say, like, you managed to land in there somehow, hooves first. So now you have a bunch of horse hooves sticking their way into, like, the two-part glass window uh, in the front of this air cab. And you are now flying blind through the tunnel. Oh, of course I am. And you have hit a horse. And you are only beginning to process now that this might be Soup. <laughs> All of your positions are seven. That me. Damn. It would be so All right, cool soup. if I had a- Oh shit, okay. So what am I doing? I'm hanging from this blimp by you my have, hooves? You, you, you have just surprised. You barely managed to catch yourself. Like it's like you were running and then you turn around and then you like turn around backwards, try running backwards. And in the process, you end up like leaping up and psh, slamming into the windshield and breaking through it of this. Uh... So I am sitting, so I am inside. This blimp. You're inside. You're too big to fit through the windshield, but you're on either side. There's like a metal bar in the middle and like two glass panes on either side. So you have like one pair of hooves in one side and the other pair of hooves in the other side. Okay, do I continue to horse or do I stop horsing now? You could try to get yourself off. You could try to squeeze your way inside as horse. I need you to let me so, know. So, um, if I, try to, if I try to get out to keep pursuing... Will that give up my chance to pursue for this round? That's going to be your check, yes. Okay. You know what? I've gone with my crew. I would like to dehorse, but in a manner that I end up inside the aircraft. So I'm gonna say like you you're gonna do it outside the aircraft, but you could probably like as a just using your movement climb in afterwards. So we see like as the two of you are like adjusting to it, like not knowing what's going on, we hear there's like a flash of spores as the mushroom part of the horse sort of dissipates and now you have soup hanging onto the front of this blimp. I'm gonna climb in and be like, hey y'all, where have you, you been? What do you just kind of, do you just squat between the two seats? Yes. What? Is what? that a gun? Yes, actually. Can I have it? You sure. look behind you look behind you, Soup, and you see that there is a uh, a, a, a a goblin sitting on the floor of the backseat of this cab next to a coffee pot that he has scooched next to, uh, with his hands tied in front of him, looking horrified at everything that's happening. 
Oh. If I if I have a brief moment, I'm just gonna druid craft something that smells nice over there. So it's like, okay, you can calm down, buddy. There's something going on here. I'll ask later. Did you just drug our kidnapping? <laughs> yeah, I, not as an action, but we'll say poof, off to the side. All I'd right. like to call shotgun. <laughs> I call shotgun. Do you do you grab the shotgun from soup? I just don't know if soup should be trusted. <laughs> shotgun. So like, so you, so you go ahead and do a shotgun, and it's like, nope, mine. <laughs> yes, that is correct. I will say that as all of you are having this conversation, you uh, look upwards and you see that there is a, a pair of headlights as you see that there is a police car coming straight towards you. Oh shit. Like a mechanical, uh, like a mechanically driven carriage running oh, off of Aether Tech. Oh. oh shit, swerve off! And, I see, and they seem to, and you didn't see them coming, they seem to be traveling in this direction quite quickly as if they are on an emergency call. <laughs> 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 but yeah, you see flashing blue and red. You see flashing blue and red lights in front of you and headlights. Oh God! Pull out of and the a way! Very, and a very surprised halfling driving. Can I get out of the way? Go ahead and uh, roll me a dexterity saving throw, Hugo. Do I get my proficiencies on there too? This is this is for your reaction time. Oh, okay. It's fourteen. 14, you manage to swerve out of the way, um, and then in a process, you end up coming in front of, like, uh, you're traveling fast, and you're coming up against a slower-moving, uh, <clears throat> like a four-horse train of skeletal warhorses pulling kind of very macabre funeral wagon. Oh, no. And uh, I'm going to need you to roll me another dexterity saving throw. Oh, boy. <laughs> As you were just swerving through traffic. This is a 12. 12 is still enough to do it. You actually impact this one this time. And you see, like, the coffin through the glass that you can see there, like, shuffles a little bit inside. And the lid falls off. You don't see the contents. But then you turn to the other side. And as you are kind of going through here. Talk about rolling in your grave. You uh, see that there is... A uh, woman carrying a very fluffy dog in her arms, looking very pompous, Ergenasi, and it looks like the sort of um, stole she wears around her, her her neck looks like it's made out of clouds as well as her hair, which is all piled up like a beehive. Uh, and then she, and as you kind of swerve to the other side, you see she's on like a crosswalk as you are in this sort of like neon Vegas strip underground. Uh, and uh, I'm going to need you to roll me one more deck save, Hugo. Oh boy. Hey, this is a 15. This is not going that bad. And this time you actually, there's like a little bit of like an overpass here, like a bridge as it's opening up a little bit and you manage to steer your way upwards. So what what's going on as like you're swerving through traffic with everyone? Well, for me, just a panic. No, not again. Shit. <laughs> as you turn upwards. <laughs> Like, it's a freaking VR ride at Universal. Um, oh my god. You uh, come up and see that you have gained ground on the vehicle in front of you. Because you made three successes, Hugo, all of you actually, technically, because you're in the same vehicle right now, can increase uh, your value by two to nine. Your position. Yeah! Yay. So what does that, that have, mean? You have an unobstructed line of sight and are considered 45 feet away and have a consistent beat on the runner. 
and you are within communication range. Any, 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 anything anyone wants to say? Any quippy one-liners? Hmm. I was promised you'd help me get into university! Why are you running? Help! Please? Sir? This is important to me! <laughs> Alright. Yendon. As you begin making your way out there and you see coming hot on your heels, at a, actually a very expeditious pace, uh, you see the chief. The same one who interrogated you before, running after you. As you make your way out into the open courtyard area, you can see that there is like the uh, the loading dock for the Ferris wheel nearby. You see that there is like the entrance to the black light strip. Uh, you see that there is uh, other transportation down that leads to the upper Starlight District. That's like a massive like uh, maze of like large staircases with like merchant vendors on it. Do I have any sight of my compatriots? Uh, is that what you want to spend your action doing? Otherwise, you are lost. Um, you are a lost would... soul. Yep. Um, yeah, I'm going to spend my action doing that. That's going to be a perception check. Ugh. It's like you Stop just ran. rolling so low. What happened is okay. like you saw them all climb out the window, like I'll take the stairs, and you haven't seen them since. <laughs> this is so sad. I rolled a seven. I don't. I don't think my D four is gonna do anything if I. Ah. Yeah. No, it's just a seven. In that case, you're not gonna have a chance to to get them any further off your tail. But you can. You need to choose the direction to run, unless you're making a stand here. Can I run onto the Ferris wheel in one of the cars? You're gonna to try to push your way through the queue of people trying to load themselves onto the 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 eye. Yeah. All right. As you just kind of like look at both directions, we'll say like in and for the flavor of it, this is a little metagamey. But we'll say the two directions you decide not to run. You begin to see like vehicles kind of pulling themselves up, and officers and squads. Some of them carrying like you actually see some of them carrying like very advanced like weapons, like more so than you saw before. You don't have a very good beat on it, but they seem to be holding some very advanced artillery. And, like, from more than 100 feet away, they are beginning to sort of close in on you. Um, and you look at your options, and cornered, you begin pushing your way towards the Ferris wheel. Alright. As you push your way up further through the crowd, uh, I'm going to need you to roll me an athletics check. Alright. So I still have You go ahead and give your- you can have advantage from the thing. From last time. Natural 20 with the advantage, thank god. <laughs> well, we'll go ahead and uh, call this craps mechanics. Uh, you're, you're, you're continuing that winning streak. <laughs> I got the natural 20 on the second roll, though. I needed that advantage. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. And, and okay. you got another nat 20, so we'll carry it over, because that sounds fun. Oh, that does uh, Unless you fun. disagree. No, um, you know what? I'll, I'll stick with craps. <laughs> Alright, continue rolling high. Just wait till we get a 1. Um, as you yep. push your way through the crowd, I mean, you don't sit anyone tumbling over the balcony or anything like that, but you do kind of begin to sort of clear your way through people, and in the process, go ahead and increase your value by one. Um, okay. What does that get you to? Well, we never checked from the last round, because I started off at two, and then I got the first natural 20. Mm-hmm. Um, so does that mean... That, that got you, that got you to the two, I believe. Oh, really? You were one, and then you went to two to uh, escape them. 
Okay. Then I'd be... Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm just going to do this in reverse. I'm going to say that uh, this is going to be a little weird, but just so it's easier on my head, let's just go ahead and say that it's 10, and they have a 10. That's what we're tracking here. Okay. So it was at like 12, 11, now 10. We're going to put it at that. But you're now 30 feet away from them okay. as you're pushing through the queue to climb onto this Ferris wheel. Yeah. Um, there isn't any ticketing on this Ferris wheel. But as you make your way on, I want you to roll me a d12. D12. Eight. You see that there is a performance going on on this one where all the performers have either recorders, kazoos, or maracas. Oh, I'm loving my life right now. And they are this playing is amazing. They're playing a very jovial, very tropical melody as they are just kind of... Uh, Playing along, and the kazoos are going do 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 do, and uh, as you, I can actually get my kazoo if you'd like. Uh, I I could also get my kazoo. We'll have to organize that in the future. But as you <laughs> climb onto uh, this Ferris wheel and push your way in, we see that it is already like in the process of taking off, and you just like climb over the gate as it begins to go, and the officers are beginning to shout like. Everyone out of the way! Everyone out of the way! Operator, shut it down! And you see, like, this gnomish, like, I can't shut it down from here! You gotta get down to the base station! It's like, God damn it, we don't have time! And you see the chief, she, like, leaps over it and, like, lands on the roof of, like, the next carriage. And everyone's like, whoa! As, like, they think, like, she's just plummeted to her death and she's, like, grabbing onto the edge of it and pulling herself up on the roof of the carriage below you. She felt like a good, like, 20 feet. I'm gonna make her take some damage. She took eight points of damage from that fall. But she just picks herself up, rubs her bruises, she's her crossbow onto her, her, her back. Her, she like sticks her arm through her crossbow string, through the bow, and begins making her way towards the hinge of the ferris wheel, where it looks like she's going to begin climbing it. You're not at the top of the ferris wheel right now. It goes a little bit higher than this, but you are still very, very high up. You are, I'd say, somewhere in the realm of like three, four hundred feet up. It would be a nasty fall. And just to make it clear a little bit, somewhere in D&D, they say that there's like a 20d6 max or something like that. I think that's dumb uh, as far as falling damage can be. So uh, we'll, we'll we'll explore what happens if someone does fall. Yeah, but right now you're you're currently with the Maraca Kazoo's band. All right, then. Go ahead and cut back to the crew as you are making your way through the black light strip. You see that there are like the lights of exquisite pedestrians. You see that there are like neon signs for like high quality gentlemen's clubs. You see that there are shows debuting talented musicians, well-known names that some of which Hugo has probably played with at certain times. Perhaps Hugo's even played a couple of gigs here. Um, this is definitely the seedier part of the upper class, but you know, Hugo's played his fair share of seedy gigs. Yep, pretty much. All right, what are, you, what, are, what, are, what are all of you doing at the moment? Uh, oh, I should preface. You see ahead of you, the individual, um, you see the, the vehicle itself actually slowing down in the process as like you guys went in and then there's like a higher chamber through here that has like overpasses on like a second tier of this like mall, basically. And you see that the blimp begins to sort of slow down and seems to be like in the process of continuing to like break until you expect it will be floating in midair. And you see that jumping over like the next like bridge is a figure that jumps out of a, 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 a opens the window, 
closing it behind them as they like land 10 feet down and just kind of tuck and roll and just begin running laterally no longer in the foremost vehicle it seems like they stopped driving the vehicle though away from traffic so that the the per the cabbie ahead of them doesn't seem to be in any danger however they're, the only danger that they would be is if you continued this heading you could theoretically crash into them unless you either stopped or avoided them but they 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 are they stopped running forward and are now running left on foot i'm gonna say to Sky, check if that's really them. Uh, if it is, one of you get out. I'm following this vehicle. I'll go after him. So you're so you're gonna open up the the, the trap door in the back, which soup you with your passive perception you see. Yeah. So as you are going over, we're gonna say there's like three bridges. He topped off at the third most one. Uh, you guys just went above the first one, and on the second one, uh, soup's going to jump out. Sky, are you getting out? Um, yes, I will get out as well. Are you bringing the shotgun, and are you bringing any of the additional ammo he was pulling out? Yes, are you leaving shotgun that behind? and the ammo. Unless Hugo would like it. Nope. I've got no need. My fingers okay, are shotgun it. enough. I'll, like, put a little flame on him. Alright, um, as you, like, look at him hugging his coffee pot, like, between his bound arms, and he, like, looks at you and he says, ah, just, just take it! Don't hurt me! Don't hurt us! I'll give him a quick comforting pat-pat on the way out. Like, you did good, man! Keep it ah! up. <laughs> Psychological trauma. Um, yeah. Yeah, and uh, as you get your opening, uh, you're going to leap out onto the second one. And then, Sky, I imagine you're going to hop out on the third one. Um, and yeah, you can go ahead and just um, give yourself a, a shotgun is a good enough reference. Go on D&D Beyond and just give yourself a shotgun and give yeah. yourself 10 pieces of shotgun ammo. Guys, got a gun! Two of them are already loaded. Uh, but this is the Thunderstone weapon. We do not have black powder in this world. So, we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens when, when the, the magical properties of this thing go off. But we see that as the cab begins to slow down to, to deployment speed, as you uh, go ahead and enter the drop zone, Hugo, uh, you drop soup, and then on the third and final bridge, we see them drop... And Hugo, what are you doing? Uh, I'm following the cab because I suspect that there might have been a switcheroo happening. Alright. So as you've been making your way there. Uh, Sky, soup. I don't see any ammo, by the way. Uh, just just keep that in mind, then. I'll, I'll deal with it later. Okay. But yeah, you see that it does 2d8 damage. I don't think you're proficient with firearms, but you can always try to shoot one. Um... Okay. You, you, you do the boomy end at the bad person. Um, as you begin making your way on foot, the two of you see that there is a figure running ahead of you. And surely enough, Hugo, as you pull up against the uh, next one, go ahead and decrease your value uh, by your position by two, Hugo. As you see, the only other figure in this now stopped cab that you pull next to is just a passed out uh, Ganassi woman. Hmm. Uh, are we... Let's sit in the shotgun seat. Is that thing still moving, or is it just floating there? No, no, it seems like he hit the brakes or whatever. Okay, so it's, it's like just floating it deployed there. The, it deployed, like, these sails, so that way it wasn't going to keep going and crash her into something while she was unconscious. Okay, I'm going to untie our goblin friend, um, and put him back in, in charge of his own vehicle. You don't have to put him in charge, but yeah, as soon as you do that, he's like... Let me go. Yes, 
I'm very sorry that all of this got so out of control. Um, he, here's... He, you um, are a bunch of bastards. A bunch of low-crawling muckfolk of this city. You took over my vehicle. You caused damage to it. Tied me up. You threatened me. You probed my brain. I'll say one thing. Give me one hell of a tip. Now get the fuck out. <laughs> get the fuck out of my car. <laughs> and he just points out in like you're 15 feet above the ground. I'm gonna I'm gonna give him a little extra money for 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 damages. Um, How much do you give him? You don't mind like a gold piece is like twenty dollars. Give him three. You just toss the money give on the floor. Sixty dollars. You probably like hand it to his hands and do you step out of the vehicle? Damage is paid. I'm gonna try and uh, get to the other one. Oh, you're gonna leap into the other vehicle now? Yep. <laughs> yeah, you go ahead and you climb into that one now. Boy, I never got to do her. Um, you just kind of hear like a mumbling of like, "Hi, what's going on?" Can I get? And a... She's only beginning to stir through, but she's still very out of it. Okay. I guess on my next turn, I'll I'll talk to her. All right. Are you gonna try to drive the vehicle? Not yet. I at least want to okay. get some information. You look at it and you don't understand any. <laughs> Of these controls immediately. Oh my god. <laughs> the ones you learned were a very janky rig. But yeah. you kind of understand it. You still have your proficiency, but mm. Alright. Well yeah, I'll I'll try and rouse her awake and into a conscious state. Uh okay. Go ahead and let's go ahead and cut to yeah. uh the two of you. You see that as he's making his way out, he's going through like this long stretch of like restaurants and stuff like that and you see like this is kind of a bit of like a foreign strip um if anything uh you see that it, it, it says little Stormgate, and you see that this residential area uh would appear to have a a a number of elvish run businesses here um kind of related to uh, stormhold in the sort of public port that they have built onto the floating island you see that there is like tinkering shops and then you see that there is like uh aether tech repair places and stuff like that you see that there is, like, a restaurant for mycelium-grown protein. The soup stop. Yeah. Oh, my God! Uh, it's but no, soup as you see, time! Running, as you go ahead and you run past this place with mushroom-themed soup broth, uh, you see that the, the figure ahead of you is continuing to run. What are the two of you, Hugo and Soup, doing? All right. So, I would like to... Okay. Sorry, I was just looking over the cantrips that Nature's Disciple gives me. Because basically what I want to do is um, I, I'm within range to like kind of show that I can use it. Kind of have it show in front of him and yell after him that I was told about this. And that like this is what the opportunity of a lifetime. Please stop. I need to talk to you. Roll me a persuasion check. All right. All right. How does a 14 do? Um, you see that he stops for just a moment to consider the two of you as he sees that the two of you are still on his tail for a moment. What you say doesn't stop him in his tracks, but slows him down enough that it persuades him to stop running for a second and actually inspect you. And in the process, both of you gain a little bit of ground. So uh, both you and Sky can go ahead and increase your die value by one. What are your values now? 10. Sky? Your, your would be 10 too, Sky. Yeah, 10. Uh, while you're within 10, you have unobstructed line of sight. You're considered 30 feet away and have a consistent beat on the runner. You can also communicate as a free action. So if you have like any spells or effects or stuff, that becomes relevant now. Speaking of relevant spells and effects, you see that after he inspects the two of you, 
He says in a somewhat modulated voice. I do not know who you are. Stop pursuing me. And as you see him do that, he pulls out a uh, he pulls out something, and he tosses it on the ground ahead of you. And you see like there's like an orange light there that flashes outwards. And as all of you are like staring outwards, you look at the ground beneath you has become somewhat shiny. In this dark light, uh, both sky and soup. I want you to roll me dexterity saving throws as you run into the area. Oh of a, no! Of, of a of a slick, of an oil slick. Oil yeah. slicks you, you aren't useful when you're in the air because there aren't roads. Best thing you could do is splatoon them. Uh, what do you do? Air becomes even more slippery. What'd you get? That's a straight up ten. Uh, ten does not match this guy's DC. Sky. Eighteen. 18, so you see Soup, as you are just running, just slip, and Sky, you seeing that, recognize it, and you, you like, see that there's, like, an Aethertech, like, cell phone repair place that you just run onto the counter of, do, 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 to avoid the slick, which isn't that wide. Um, Soup's is already on the other side of it. Um, but yeah, Soup, go ahead and decrease your value by one. Got it. Uh, and now, Sky, you are, uh, a little bit more ahead. I got Sky a boost, though. Thank you. Mm-hmm. So, Sky, Soup, um, what are you continuing to do as the Sky continues to run? I'm gonna get up, keep going, and just just mostly keep pleading. Like I was told about you at the at the what where were we? Where the archivists were? What was the name of it? Uh, the the archive, Vitrix. Archivist yeah, they said they told me at the archive that you'd be able to help me, specifically you. What What do you mean? You see, as what you're are you doing talking this, about? you're picking yourself up, and you're like covered in like oil, the slippery oil, and you see that there is uh, someone who walks up next to you and says, uh, and kind of an older elven woman, says, "Hello there, are you okay? Do you need help up? I, I can offer you some soup samples." Oh, soup, soup samples. Yeah, please, on the house. I, 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 I hate that you, you'd be injured. You poor, poor thing. When was the last time you had a bath? Like, this morning? Hamel, <laughs> yeah, that's not true. Uh, soup. Uh, as you were hanging out What are you there? talking about? Wait, the last time I was in a bathtub, I was doing soap. Soap. <laughs> soap cane. Uh... Sky. I'm gonna keep running after the guy, and as I run away, I'm gonna yell back "liar" when uh, Soup says the thing about having been in the bath in the morning. <laughs> what? I can't. My ears aren't working right. Uh, however, the uh, cell phone repair dude is totally aware <laughs> of your your comment. All right. Is is Soup currently <clears throat> engaging with this 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 Soup maker? I'm very frazzled. Very dazzled by the soup. So in in the process of like creating this oil slick, he's managed to take out one of his two pursuers remaining. <laughs> so one of them got lost in the stairs. Another one stayed in the stayed in the car. Another one slipped up in the oil stick and is now trying soup samples. <laughs> and Sky, there's you. Yes, I'm gonna keep running after. Go ahead and roll me an athletics check. With advantage, because of cunning action. A four and a sixteen. With a sixteen, 
you run ahead, go ahead and increase your position to 11. You have an unobstructed line of sight. You are considered 10 feet away and have a consistent bead on the runner. You can communicate with them as a free action. Okay. Um, I'll just as you are well, like right on the tail of him. So, please stop. I just want to ask you a question. Not going to hurt you. What could you possibly want to ask me? Why are you here? Why are you looking for me? I've seen you before. We may know someone in common. I don't know you. Yes, I, I know you don't know me, but I know you. Roll me... Or at least your face. As you continue to run in between breath on the tail of this individual, you see that you emerge on the outside of the city where there's like a small like lip or balcony that stretches around the outside of this district. As you are running, we see that you make your way to the outside of this balcony. Okay. Like, what kind of balcony? As you make your way out of this area, you come back out into, like, the open, like, afternoon day that you are at. There isn't anyone else in this wing of it. If anything, it seems to almost be a sort of cultural center where sky elves seem to sort of gather. There's, like, maybe, like, a small playground that is currently unoccupied that he is in the process of, like, running towards this sort of, like, rooftop playground with, like, high fences around it so kids don't go tumbling. And as he makes his way and begins climbing to the top of, like, this playground equipment, he seems like he's trying to, like, make his way to, like, top of the fence at the far end of it. I want you to go ahead and roll me another... Roll me one more athletics check. Okay. With advantage, because of cunning action. It's another four and an 18. We see that as you make your way up, he, he just cuts past, like, the climbing equipment and begins climbing the gate. You end up going up the stairs of the equipment, climbing on top of, like, the slide and leaping outwards. Kind of, like, not sure entirely if you're going to, like, make it or maybe impale your hand on top of the bars, but you definitely swing your fingers in between. As he's climbed over and looks like he's about to, like, leap off the side, like, hundreds of feet down. Quite confident in his ability to do so. You see, you end up, like, reaching through the bar with your other hand and grabbing him by the wrist. Yes. <laughs> As your move value was now 12. Lovely. As the two of you are now hanging there and he pulls for a second, but kind of admits that you've caught up to him at least. What is it that you want? Why did you come back to me? I, I just want to talk to you. I just want to talk to you. Can you come down and we can have a calm conversation? He uses his one hand to reach up onto the front of his face and he pulls, like, the mask off and, like, the hood that, like, wrapped around his head actually, like, folds into itself, like, tiles into the mask. And he pulls it off and you see that as, like, he does that, he tucks the mask under his arm and puts back on his spectacles. And it is the same person that you saw in your vision. The same one that you saw teach you everything that had changed in Stormhold. The one that you had eaten lunch together with. The one who had taken you to his lab, who had fought alongside you when attacked, who threw these nanites that burst into flames at the one ninja, who was then killed. I'm sorry, your audio cut out at the end. Were you trying to still say something else? I'm sorry. No, um, I was saying that... Uh... You see, as he pulls it off, you recognize this individual as Quinnell, who you met in whatever vision of Stormhold that you saw. Right. 
and he looks at you and says, I may not know you, but I know of you. Why are you chasing me? Are you working for her? No, no, God, no. Um, somewhat the opposite, in fact. What did she do to you? Nothing. Nothing because I escaped. What was she going to do to you? Probably what she does to everyone there. This is my chance to be free. This is my chance to take what I know and not become a slave for it. When was the last time you were in Stormhold? Years ago. What's happened since? A lot's happened, and I'm sure a lot's happened since I even left. Look, I, I want to help you. Will, will you tell me what's going on, and, and I will do my best. Anything I can. Just I just need information. Let's walk, and he'll, like, ask if you'll let go of, like, his hand. Yes, just please don't fall over the edge. I've got measures if I do. And he'll leap back over it and jump down on the other side of the wall, and he'll extend his hand upwards to, like, help you down. Okay. And he begins walking through you past the playground, back up, like, this balcony area built onto the side of the city. And as he's kind of, like, looking forward without making eye contact, he says, I was born a family that was not of the most studious the most privileged class in Stormhold my family they were they were farmers they dealt in aeroponics mostly we dealt with cultivating fruit but ever since I was young I was fascinated with the mechanics that we would use to grow the the, the produce and at a certain point a w one of the administrative staff they saw a new design that I made for watering strawberries and asked my parents if she would allow me to take the test. And? I scored higher than anyone well, since since the state was established. They they promoted my family. They, they made life comfortable for us. I got to work on some of the most classified projects in Stormhold. I've seen things that would make well, I'm sure the much of the intelligence is out of date, but I don't want myself to be hunted down any further for spilling state secrets. Though my loyalties are rather frayed at the moment. Regardless, I saw a lot of stuff. I saw a lot of stuff I didn't like. As I continued to learn more, I was presented with, well, an opportunity. I heard the daughter of a senator made her way out, but no one knew how. The problem is, <laughs> is that all of them were thinking like security professionals. They were thinking of lockouts and securities and well, me, I'm an inventor. I make my own exits. And surely enough, when I began doing a little bit of reading into you, Sky, I figured out the same way you made your way out. Do you still have the tracker? The tracker? Do you still? No, I, I, le I left. I know what you're talking about, but I left long before they implemented those. Interesting. You'd be lucky if they were just using the tracker now. Stormgate is more or less the same now, but. Well, I'm glad you made it out. Sometimes I'd like to think that I'm free, but it would appear that my skills just wind me up in more trouble. Let me try to help you. What do you need? I need, I, I need to disappear. I need to not be seen. I was hiding in the archive for some time. They, they, they know of me. They, they know that I don't make weapons. I, I mean, sometimes I need a couple of gadgets to... At least deter people to keep them safe, but I, I don't specialize in arms. I'm an inventor, I'm a creator, I'm an engineer. I want to make the world a better place, but every time, everything I do, it makes it worse. 
And in fact, how much do you know about the Watchdogs? Those, the Free Legion? How much do I know about them? <laughs> I think we covered this in the past a little bit. You know they exist. You, like okay. the mask that they found? Yeah. Um, Would have been I, the worst I, it... Hmm? I was gonna say, okay, I know of them. The leader of them approached me at some time, reaching out to me about anonymity. They wanted to find a way to avoid the gaze of... Well, I'm sure you know about the authority. Yes. They need someone who specialized not just in Aethertech, but in integrating Aethertech and Electrotech together without, how might I say, unstable results. So right. I built a prototype based off my own mask to essentially allow them to communicate with each other. Little did I know, little did I expect that the figure, whose name I still do not know, stole the plans I made of my mask, and as is now self-evident, they're now running their own operation to, well, may I say, dress an army. And how far along are they? Them, they're just a nuisance. I imagine they could be very problematic. I could be the... They aren't very problematic. The truth is, they're a group that Stormhold has had their eyes on for a while. I don't know if you know this, but Stormhold's ambitions have grown beyond their island. And they have for some decades. Where do, you think, where do you think all of the magical technology came from that was scattered across the world? They interacted with surviving tribes. They descended pretending to be angels, accepting their materials in exchange for, for rations, for medicine. They bestowed miracles and convinced entire villages to worship them as gods. In Electrofall, they, they see that this is a power that they want to claim. They don't understand what the Arkstone is, but they understand the power behind it. I somehow think they'll have less luck with those techniques here. What are they planning to do? Do you know? Well, at first it was just destabilization campaigns. Undermine public trust and Arkstone energy. Honestly, I don't think the stuff is safe enough as it should be to begin with, but the sort of stuff that they're doing is, well, strictly a smear. I don't blame them. It's, it's, it's tactical espionage. However, what they have been also doing has been spreading misinformation as well. Radicalizing otherwise peaceful people. Convincing them that the problems that they faced are the fault of, well, the way that the city runs. Get rid of Arkstone power, undermine trust, more Aethertech. If they all manufacture Aethertech, they get to, well, they get to write the warranties. They've already managed to secure a pretty strong grip over the police force in the city by being the sole provider of all Aethertech weaponry. And the thing is, is I would be more scared of them if they didn't pull out as quickly as they did. I think they're scared. What are they scared of? I mentioned there was a few things I was running from. The Free mm -hmm. Legion's one of them. I suppose Citadel is another. Naturally. I want to go ahead and cut to Gendon. As you are inside of this vehicle, making your way higher and higher, Towards the apex of the Eye of Electrofall. What are you doing? I'm gonna climb to the roof of the carriage that I'm on. Roll me an athletics check. At this point, I'm gonna go ahead and put away the die. With advantage, that's, um... Uh, 22. As you make your way up. You begin climbing, but you see that in the process of like climbing up onto the roof, you see that she is already halfway to your car. 
You see she's actually in the process of standing on top of the frame, and it's like, as it's rotating, she's like balancing herself and making her way across. And she calls out, Flint, you need to stop now. Where does it end? You know, I've been asking that myself, and I'm sorry to hear this, but you're not gonna get much out of me. I don't think you understand what's going on. One thing causing trouble in the wasteland, I'm sure you can get away with that. Come to the city for your sister. I, I understand she meant a lot to you, but you killed officers. You can't let that stand. If you give up now, I can offer a fair trial. I'm sorry, but I've been dead for some time now, and I'm just gonna like tip off the side. Oh! <laughs> what? Oh my god. <laughs> she had more to say, but now she doesn't. <laughs> oh. Yo, that send off though. That send off. Okay. That was the most badass last line well. I've ever heard. Oh my god. We'll get back to that. <laughs> <laughs> Hugo, after sort of inspecting the woman, and she kind of like stirs to herself, and she she seems to be all right, but she still seems to be in a very frazzled state. Okay. Hmm. If you wanted to, you could begin kind of making your way towards soup if you wanted to. I'm giving you. I'm giving. I'm trying to tie stuff up. Yeah, I, I will. Right. So you managed to like net, pull, figure get into reverse and pull it up and lower it down so you can hop down without being in trouble. You see that there's like a lot of concern of like people like seeing the two taxis in a place where they shouldn't be floating and you yep. just continue to run towards the sort of uh sky elf district and as you make your way towards there you currently see soup what's soup currently doing with the older uh very silvery haired uh elven lady i think by now who's blind in both, one eye no she's both... not blind in one eye she's actually got like an aether tech eye that's like whirring around all crazy i feel like by now they're both inside of the soup shop and like soup yeah. is like I was supposed to be helping my friend, but I think she can handle herself. It's this is a nice place. I've I've never really been up here. Oh, absolutely. And you see, she's like pulling like broth that's like hung from the ceiling and stuff like that, and um, different types of like leaves and stuff like that. We have a lot of uh, very unique foliage up in the sky realm. And you see, like Hugo, as you're like running past, you like stop and like see the the grease is now gone. Uh, you see like soup in like a like a little side like imagine like Chinatown shop. Mm-hmm. That doesn't really even, like, you can just see through the window the entire shop. And Soup's just sitting there in, like, a little, like, bar with, like, mm -hmm. enjoying Soup with this older lady. Like, sniffing one thing of herbs, sniff another thing. Have you considered combining these two? Oh, actually, I could do you a, a custom Boolean order. Oh, that sounds fascinating. You build your own, yes, yes. And uh, we, we can actually blend it together and get it compacted into little cubes that you can just apply hot water to. They do that? They do that now? Oh, they've been doing it for decades. The uh, the uh, nutritional technology and Citadel rivals none other in the world. Look, I'm from the swamps. I've only been here for like six months, but I mean, if it's my name, I guess he could consider soup a thing. Hugo, are you are you interacting with Soup, who's just enjoying is... enjoying <laughs> soup shopping, or are you gonna? Does the shop have a door? It does. Yeah, it's got like a little glass door with like a little chime that you just open up and look inside. Slam open the door. Soup, stop with the soup. Get it to go. We're meeting Sky. Oh my oh. god, you can add spice to it. Come on, it's just a minute. Sky can handle herself. It will take me, it, it will take me a minute to get you packed up with your order. Uh, 
Are you staying there, Hugo, or are you gonna keep walking? <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna like point to the direction that Sky and the person went, and I'm gonna say they went that way. You have one minute, and then I'm gonna run. <laughs> I like to imagine that if this was like on a camera shot, like this is just one scene, <laughs> one one take of you running up to the door, opening up, having the conversation, one minute running off scene, <laughs> and then her going back to the process of getting the specifics of your order. And uh, Soup, if you want to go ahead and mark off, we're going to say two charges for that, two mm -hmm. silver. That's basically what it's going to cost you. Yeah, I have soup now. I have soup cubes. I have instant soup. Yep, you've got, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you exactly how many you have, but you're going to have like somewhere in the realm of like two dozen. Two I have dozen so many soup. No, not even that. It's going to be a lot. Yeah, two dozen. That's a lot of rations. You want like, yeah. So uh, as you make your way through, Hugo, actually, I'll get back to you in a moment. Sky. As we see you and the inventor discussing, he says, I took on a job I shouldn't have. I know that the person was originally from the Didel, but something just, while I never saw his face, I just knew something wasn't right about him. What did he ask you to do? He, he wanted me to give him something like this, but with the modifications. Modifications I didn't quite understand. And he pulls out a sort of circular disc with a yellow sort of gemstone in the middle of it that looks very familiar to something else that you found. Interesting. Can you tell me what it does? Depending on where you put it, it's able to take out an entire district of the city's power until they can get it operational again. But it also has the possibility to shut off electrotech gadgetry. I typically find it useful if I ever need to create an emergency blackout. The thing is that he didn't want to just overload the grid, he wanted to be able to insert power into it. And I said, well, what are you planning to insert? Electricity and, you know, storm electricity? Which is the only other type that I know of, and, well, he just didn't answer. So why did you do it? Money was good. And frankly, to keep myself hidden? Well, it takes a tax and on the lifestyle. So I did it. It was a harmless enough job. I've been asked to do more questionable on the surface. You wanted to make something that could put other energy into something else? I did that. He's more interested in, well, my ability to essentially integrate Electrotech circuitry through the Arcstone with Aethertech. But it got out of hand, didn't it? It went well until he tried to kill me. Not him. I know it's not him. And I don't think that Citadel, if they wanted to bring me in, they'd want me dead. If I didn't sneeze at that moment... I'd have a bullet right here. And he kind of like raises his head. And you see there's like a scar from where like a bullet grazed his skull. I'd say that whoever took the shot was reckless, but I know that they're a professional. And I know that he hired them. He's trying to clean up everyone involved. Especially after the incident at the crocodile's ball gown. As well as a couple of other small scale tests for the charges I sold him. I've seen a similar device. In fact, some of my... Associates and I found one. Maybe you're on the trail of the one who wants me dead. If you could do me the favor of seeing that person gone. Dealt with in whatever way you think would be appropriate and they're not going to cause any more trouble. I doubt that their actions are sanctioned by Citadel at this point. I mean, I, I wouldn't put it past them, but, you know, probably not. What's, what's your plan? My plan? From here on out. Plan is to go back into hiding. If anything, 
I didn't have a plan until we started having this conversation. I could offer you a little bit of aid. I said, I'm an engineer. I could upgrade some of your gear. Give you a couple of things that could be useful, but until I can get away from whoever wants me dead, whoever's hired to have me dead, I'm not going to be safe. I completely understand. Would you be willing, before you go back into hiding, to meet some of my friends? Talk to us a little bit. Just... At this point, you've like walked past like that that entranceway where I went through. Okay, keep going. Um, but I was just saying that uh, you you are on like uh, on the opposite side of the balcony from the playground section. There's just like a low like waist high railing that he's like leaning against, looking out at the swamp. Um, would you be willing to to meet them if I were to introduce you? Um, I'm sure that they'd also have a lot of questions. They're all good people, um, trustworthy, of course. I suppose I don't know what I have to lose. I know exactly what I have to lose, but if it's a way out, I'm willing to take it. Maybe we can help each other if you want to stick around. And he's kind of like nods to that. Hugo, as you make your way out of this space, you see that Sky is currently seems to just be casually, not restraining, not aggressively like standing, just talking with the person that you were pursuing about maybe like to the left walking out of under this like balcony area maybe about like 60 feet mm. Hugo as you see that happening you see motion from the ferris wheel oh. that draws your attention as you see like a silhouette seems to sort of fall from the balcony in the, di- the, the top of the ferris wheel from the distance far away like we're talking more than like maybe 300 feet away from you but in doing so, you see like a faint bit of glare, like a glint, hit your eye. You go roll me an intelligence check. God damn, that's a five. You don't know what that is, but you see like almost as if like reflecting in the sunlight or something, something shiny, from one of the carriages of the Ferris wheel. Flint's bald, right? Could just be his head. Like he's obviously, it looked like someone jumped off the Ferris wheel. It could be, it could be. You don't know. You don't know what happened to Yenden. For as far as you can tell, Yenden is still back at the library. It's Flint's shiny ass head. <laughs> it glints wait, and it falls. Wait, it could be. My, my head immediately went so, to like so, Braxton's so, so, shit. So, as you see that that is happening, do you approach uh, Sky and the inventor? Could I see that? All right, I'm going to approach him. Okay. I'm gonna like grab like out of breath, g- like grab Sky on whatever the highest point I can reach is. Like he flinches for a second as you approach, but he 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 stays cool. Guys, I'm so tired. Is this the guy? Somebody just fell off the Ferris <sighs> wheel. Um yes, this is the guy. Um the guy, this is Hugo. Hello. One of your friends. Yes. Yep. <laughs> he stops and says, I used to have an album of yours. Love Deluxe. What'd you say? He says, Love Deluxe. It was an album. It was the same one yeah. Cranberry was playing. Yep. It's your, it's your Barry, if, it's like your Barry White album. Your Barry White Christmas album. <laughs> that was a fun uh, one to make. Glad you have it. Hopefully more coming soon. Unfortunately, I had to leave that one behind. But, I've seen ads for your shows. I've also heard that you've been going through some trouble. Know how much I can help for that. Seems like the magic you wield kind of comes a little bit more inside. He kind of like adjusts like his jacket and says, 
But your friend here says she can help me. If I trust her, and she trusts you, then I trust you. I'll be as trustworthy as I can be. Sky, <laughs> do you do anything? Sorry, say your thing. I was to say, did you happen to hear about the um, unfortunate incidents at one of Hugo's recent shows? Yes. I made the device that caused things to go haywire. Little did I know that I still don't quite understand the energy that's in it. But so, I have a name for it. Yes. The name. You know how I say that sometimes when you mix Electrotech with Aethertech, it gets a little funky? Sure. One of the many things that could potentially happen, depending on various variables, such as charge, balance, amplitude, humidity, that sometimes happens, you end up with something called Aetherblight. Essentially... The same way that Arkstone energy is unlimited and divine, you end up with something that's the opposite. Something that's corruptive, something that is entropic, that destroys what's around it and corrupts it. I stumbled across this stuff in my own research. In fact, I know that there was at some point consideration within Citadel if there was a way to weaponize it, but it was considered too dangerous to really pursue. Well, it would appear that they sent someone to the city with the intent on doing exactly that. After I had left, of course. Interesting. Seems like someone has figured out a way to somewhat control this Aetherblight energy. So you think that's what happened at the concert? Well, depending on the deployment power of it, it seems like they were able to spend the energy through the electrical grid. I looked at some of the reports, engineering reports afterwards, and every single copper wire, every single light bulb in that building was irredeemable. They had to scrap it all down. Someone gets a big enough of a, well, a big enough of a charge of that stuff. Hypothetically, big enough, they could probably take out the entire city. And I don't exactly pretend to understand that I know what the Arkstone is, but I don't know how that stuff would react if I came in contact with it. Is is there any way to, to preemptively, um, to prevent any of this from happening? If if you knew more about the Arkstone, do you think you could do anything? Well, stuff corrupts pure divine artstone energy, so the only way would be to shut off the grid. Which I suppose would make the friends of your mother really happy. Oh, shit. We don't really want that, do we? No. I love this place. It's fascinating. I love the innovation of it, but as I said, I don't know what to do next. Honestly, I'm half tempted to skip town. Wait. Find something else that piques my interest out in the wasteland. Well, if we can solve the murder of Gilded, then then we and the rest of our crew would have more time. Right now we're running low. We're yep. still, still on investigative duty. At this point, this is when Soup begins making their way out of uh, that space and begins making their way forward. Soup's got like a pair of like market bags in either hand. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, just cradled under their very long arms and uh, probably like that and then you have like a pair of baguettes under each armpit and as you are making your way towards there, Hugo, he has Dimitri leans against like the bar and as he's just kind of like, he's got his arms spread out and it's just kind of placing his weight onto the bar, he says but now that all of you have shown yourselves to be of similar alignment to mine maybe it's time I start working together for once and as he does that Hugo and Sky. Wait, Dimitri? Not Dimitri, sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. This guy, just... is, this guy is not Dimitri. I'm sorry. Wrong, <laughs> wrong Dexy dude. Twist uh, to the century. Dimitri is an entirely oh, different mechanic. Dimitri is a, 
Dimitri is an entirely different can of worms. <laughs> as, uh, as the inventor leans against the bar and says that, Hugo and Sky, you see a little spot of red train itself on its forehead. She seems unaware. Oh my god. I want both of you to roll initiative. Oh. What? I love how Soup is just like not not seeing shit. In fact, Hugo, roll with advantage because you saw a glint from the Ferris wheel and your mind's been thinking about stuff. I got a 17. Guy? 15. Hugo, you have a chance to act. You don't know if Sky will have a chance to act before whatever happens happens. But you see the inventor completely aware as a small red dot from the same side of his face as is facing the ferris wheel trains itself onto his temple. You don't know if you have a full action to respond? Um. Probably unless you maybe could conjure something that could help or maybe interpose yourself or try to like shove him out of the way. Can I? Yes. Ah, got it. Can I shout? I'm gonna grab his hand. Shout whatever you do while you're doing it. Yes. I'm gonna shout, get down. Grab him. Like, grab him by the hand, because that's probably all I can reach. You, in order to do that, like, like his hands are up on, like, the railing. Mm-hmm. Then I'm gonna tug get him his, by, like, he does, like, he, you do that, and he doesn't respond immediately. To, like, push him down, you'd have to, like, bend down and crush him on the elbow. I'm... God. And, like, uh, I'm gonna say it's gonna be a check, too, to sort of, like, get in the way and sort of, like, push him down like that. Like a toddler leaping onto a, a parent. I'm gonna do it anyway. Roll an athletics check. To climb... And grapple quickly. Because you've got some mass to you. Damn, that's just a seven. <coughs> what happens here is you end up leaping up, but you don't have time to push him down. It's trained against his head. You could possibly interpose yourself. Your call, though. But what if I put Unseen Servant right there? You could. You want Is that is that what you want to do? I don't know. I'm just. I've been, you want. You want to summon air in the way. Oh, is it really just that? It's made out of hot air. Darn. It, yeah, it does have a hit point, so it might stop the thing. It has a hit point. <laughs> I don't do anything. I'll tell you what, you do what you do, and we'll, I'll play it out. I'll jump it. I'll jump in front of the thing. Wait, can With I do anything the, here? Yeah, you, you are about to react, Sky, as you go ahead and you turn. And this dude who rolled a 16 on initiative, I kid you not. Oh. You... Uh, as there's just a subtle much quieter than you would expect as Hugo rolls some damage rolls many damage rolled actually really low so uh, does an 18 hit you? yes it does rolls this, is really not going, this is not going to be a crit however it is going to be damage yes it will and I'm probably going to die Okay, if you don't die, I'll bring you up immediately. Oh no! Great. Now I feel bad for saying healer on call, because what if it gets Hugo killed? Right. Please don't be an insta-kill, please don't be an insta-kill. 19 points of piercing damage. <sighs> Alright, so how does- And have... you are knocked off the edge. Okay. So, uh... How far is he from- So, I that plays out, right? Mm-hmm. So at the same moment, as we just kind of see above the Starlight District, where the base of the Ferris Wheel is, like the lower Starlight District, where we hear like a 
panicked crowds like screaming and the sounds of like a thudding happening from there. We in tandem hear a gunshot go off. Hugo rapidly climbs, tap, tap, blast, and gets knocked off the railing too far away from Soup. As you run up and Soup, you witness this. And you just see a spray of red as Hugo, you just see it shot somewhere in the torso. And he disappears off the edge. And I think that is a good place to leave it. You have been listening to Electroval, as featured on Dice Carnival. We appreciate your support in listening to this podcast and leaving us a good rating. Please consider subscribing and following us on Twitter. Music is used with permission by This Way to the Egress. You can find links to them, some of our sponsors, and other collaborators in the description below. And lastly, remember to always salt your water before boiling. Farewell. <laughs>